back. This is your ex-boyfriend's podcast, episode number 55. I know it's been a couple weeks. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for being patient and coming back for this newest episode. And I think we're going to try another new thing this uh, this time. I recently started listening to a podcast by Bill Burr. For anybody who doesn't know, Bill Burr is a uh, an American comedian. He's been around for a while, not not somebody new on the scene, which is kind of strange for me because I've liked him for a while. I think he's a funny guy. I did not know that he had a podcast called the Monday Morning Podcast that he's been doing since like 2011. It is old compared to you know the natural well i don't want to say natural the average lifespan of a popular podcast these days i can't believe it took me this long to discover it it's hilarious i started in the more recent episodes so maybe it's changed a lot over the years i don't really know maybe it got bigger now i'm just now hearing about it i'm not sure but it's it's so good it's literally just him uh, ranting about shit that he uh, comes up with just on a weekly basis. And while that may sound pretty unstructured and you know kind of all over the place, it is. <laughs> it really works for me because you know I don't know any of any of you who are listening who know me know that I too like to rant and sometimes I do it on this podcast I think in essence what this podcast was in a way is just a way for me to rant about shit that I care about (laughs) and do it in a public forum um, which feels very similar in a way to what Bill Burr is doing anyway what we're gonna try this week is a little bit more of a an unfocused approach. I don't mean that to say like undirected or without purpose, but I am interested in trying out the format that he uses or something similar anyway of just going on about a topic to its natural end or whatever end it comes to in the course of the podcast. And moving on to the next topic and doing it without necessarily a structured outline like I normally do. Um, so that's what we're going we're, we're gonna to try this week. We'll see if it works out. I would love listener feedback, but we'll get to that. Um, before I get started, I want to address a little bit of old business. I want to say last weekend, I went along with a handful of my very good friends to um, throw a bachelor party for one of them. Not so much for the first time. (laughs) It was a bachelor party redo, a 2.0, if you will, and I honestly don't remember if I've talked about this 
on previous episodes or not, but my friend Alex um, and Caitlin got married over a year ago. I'm trying to remember when exactly that was. I think that was two springs ago, like two Aprils ago. Anyway, I've talked about that. They were both on the podcast around the time of their wedding, actually. Um, But long story short, I was in charge of throwing Alex's bachelor party for that wedding, and it went all to shit. Fortunately, none of it was my fault. (laughs) Everything that could go wrong just happened to go wrong that weekend. The Airbnb had a septic tank explosion, and they couldn't host. Understandable. The ATV rental place that we were going to go get quads from for riding around in the mountains, they had a bunch of breakdowns and weren't able to get parts in time from out of state to fix the quads that we were going to rent, and we had to cancel that. That's a whole saga in itself because they tried to screw me out of my down payment um, that I had made for the rentals. So, uh, fuck that place. If I could remember what they were called, I would shout them out on here. (laughs) Uh, Tell the guy what a piece of shit he is. Um, Yeah, so his bachelor party ended up being a last-minute, thrown-together you know, kind of mishmash of stuff. And it it was good. Don't get me wrong. We had a fun time. He was happy. Everybody had, you know, a good time getting to see each other and celebrate Alex. But because I am the way that I am, I spent the last year plus feeling disappointed that this whole grand scheme that I had put together didn't end up happening. And I felt a certain amount of guilt which was entirely my own thing, had nothing to do with him. And that's a whole topic in itself of, you know, feeling guilt or or shame, not shame in this case, but, you know, feeling bad about something that you don't need to feel bad about. I think I actually talked about that in one of my later episodes, um, like in the early 50s. Um, But yeah, don't, (laughs) try not to do that. Try not to um, assume guilt where it doesn't need to be, um, where it has no place, where there's no use for it. So, fast forward to 2023, I'm like, hey, I want to do a redo. It doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, this big extravagant event like I had planned. We don't necessarily need to try and get all eight of us together again, because there was a lot of people at the first one. But, you know, let's try and do something, you know, cool, just as a redo. And this was all, you know, my thinking. What we ended up doing was going and renting a B&B on the beach here in Washington and just had the most adult, like, grown-up dad bachelor party <laughs> that I've ever been a part of. Cooked some some burgers, um looked at the scenery, sat on the deck and drank, walked to the beach, <laughs> uh, watched TV, like watched cooking shows and, and comedy specials on Netflix. <laughs> we tried some really spicy hot sauce. Like it was so low key, but went off without a hitch, zero issue. Everybody had a good time. So 
where am I going with this now that we're <laughs> over eight minutes into the episode? Uh, I just want to shout out congratulations to, first of all, Alex and Caitlin, again, on you know having been married for over a year at this point, having a child, um, their son is like coming up on a year old, I think. Um, and I also want to shout out uh, to my friend John, who was also on this bachelor party trip. Congratulations on getting your master's after a couple years of hard work. That is awesome, and kudos to you. Um, on to that PhD. <laughs> and then also, last of all, congratulations to uh, my friends David and Kayla, because, again, David was on this bachelor party trip, for another successful move across the country for another promotion for Kayla. Congratulations, Kayla, and to you both for settling down um, in Missouri. Okay, so moving on. We'll get into some topics, some rants. Let's see what we've got here. My new job, which I may have mentioned, I think, recently, like when I restarted releasing episodes for your ex-boyfriend's podcast, uh, my new job, hooray for me, <laughs> is awesome so far. And one of the reasons it's awesome, which is completely new to me, is I am now not drug tested randomly. For those of you who don't know, and I may have talked about this before, I don't really know, I can't remember, for the last 10 years... I have been working various jobs that have required that I be randomly drug tested, which is fine. I think that's perfectly understandable when you have a job as dangerous as mine, <laughs> or I should say when you have a, a profession as dangerous as mine and working wherever you are, different jobs, different employers, different projects, electricity will kill you. And if it doesn't kill you, it will hurt. Actually, I should say, even if it does kill you, it will hurt the whole time. I think that's a sticker I saw in a hard hat once that's like, uh, electricity, it will kill you, and it will hurt the entire time it's killing you. <laughs> Which I don't really know if that's true, because, yeah, maybe if it doesn't fry your brain first, but like, I don't know, depends on how it kills you. Is it electrocution? Yeah, you might feel that. Is it an arc flash? Is it an explosion of, you know, <laughs> gaseous copper and metal fragments? You're probably not going to feel that. And if you do feel that, then, you know, sucks to be you. <laughs> anyway, getting off topic here. So my new job, for whatever reason, and I literally have no idea what the reason is. I don't understand this at all. Uh, they don't random. They don't do randoms. There's no uh, P-test out of the blue where you have to stop everything, drop what you're doing, and go within like 45 minutes to do a urinalysis. I don't do them anymore. They do still do drug testing for like incidents, like post-incident, if you were to crash your work vehicle or if you were to have an accident on the job, whatever, if you were to hurt yourself or somebody else. Uh, destroy property, that sort of thing. Yeah, they're going to drug test you like any company 
any industry would um, when there's an accident like that. But the randoms are gone. And what that means is they are allowing their employees to partake of legal substances. The ones we know, of course, tobacco, already legal, has been forever. Alcohol, same thing. Here in the state of Washington, we have another drug (laughs) called cannabis that is now an option for me. And let's get this straight. Not, I am not a pothead. (laughs) I never have been. I am not somebody who has just been like waiting with bated breath for a job in which I could smoke weed or partake of the electric lettuce it's just now an option and why i bring it up is i'm excited about the possibility of being able to use cbd products and for those of you who know a little bit about the weed um you're you might be thinking well why couldn't you use those in the first place? That's the the non-psychoactive portion of the plant. Why haven't you been using those in the first place? They wouldn't drug test for that. Actually, they do, <laughs> which is a total horseshit. Um, lots of places do. My previous employer that I had been with for three years, or just shy of three years, they told us when we hired on, like verbatim, hey, You might think that you can use CBD-only products. You can't. We're going to know. You're going to get fucked. (laughs) So I haven't. And for those uh, people in the know, again, uh, you already know what CBD does. Literally everything. (laughs) It's so many good things about it. But for maybe some of you who don't know, like my mom, (laughs) well, she might know, depending on what my dad's told her. Uh, CBD is good for things like joint pain and anxiety and insomnia. And lo and behold, your boy has all three of those things. (laughs) So how cool would it be to actually, you know, be able to mitigate some of that with a natural substance without, you know, pharmaceutical, um, synthetic drugs. I think it would be the shit. And I was actually thinking and had gone so far as to talk about it with one of my friends. How cool would it be for this bachelor party that I just went to last weekend? How cool would it be to to bring some for the first time? Uh, Not for the first time. (laughs) To bring some and for me for the first time in 10 years be able to partake with zero worry. That didn't end up happening because what I didn't realize is two of us were why well, should say uh, was it two yeah i think it was two 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 of us were not able to do that due to continued random drug testing or uh federal contracts and as we all know it, marijuana is not legal at the federal level so um while I thought I had a good idea, then it turned into, well, that's going to be lame if only half of us can do it. So we didn't end up blazing up, as it were. 
Um, I'm trying to throw in a lot of weed lingo so I get used to it, you know? <laughs> so, um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So now I'm kind of like, hey, maybe I should start doing this. Like, just as a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like therapeutical like in a therapeutical way um i don't really give two shits about the psychoactive stuff i have enough um <laughs> i have enough going on up in my brain to not want to mess with it on a regular basis or like at all um and i i was joking like before the bachelor party i was like man i think if if i smoke one of two things is going to happen Either, and and they're both not great. <laughs> Either I'm going to to be the most anxious that I've ever been, and I'm going to have a fucking panic attack, <laughs> or I'm going to feel like legitimately calm and not on edge for the first time that I can remember, like in my whole adult life. I'm going to feel like. <laughs> at peace and I'm going to have a meltdown and cry in front of all of my friends. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I'm bringing this up all to wrap this up. <laughs> I, I bring it up because, um, I know some of you out there know more about the weed, the devil's spinach. And I think I need help recommendations would be the shit like what can i get that will help me with the things that i talked about the muscle and joint pain from my job of course from you know doing a physical job and then the anxiety and relatively mild insomnia that i have what should i do hit me up and you know how to do it email at your exbf podcast at gmail.com instagram at your underscore exbf underscore podcast or you can just comment directly on i think like apple itunes does it you can comment on the app there you can comment on spotify i'm not sure if google podcast does it but let me know what do you think my uh maladies would benefit from okay <laughs> topic number one we're moving on um what's up with this wildfire smoke pause for dramatic effect because everybody's like what do you mean what's up with the wildfire smoke it's been around like this is not a new thing yeah no i know it's not a new thing and it sucks i'm not a fan like i'm not in one of those high risk groups i'm not old i'm not young I don't have emphysema or asthma. I don't have like underlying conditions, comorbidities, right? But still, being outside when it's this smoky sucks ass. Dude, it's not fun. And I work outside. Like, it's for, for uh, here, let me, let me say this much. For all those people that are uh, working, in jobs that require you to be outside, God bless you, okay? This sucks. 
<laughs> and I'm super thankful for this particular smoke incident, as we'll call it, because it's primarily been just the last two days, Saturday, Sunday, and I haven't been working. It's the weekend and have gotten to stay in my air-conditioned car or my air-conditioned house or the air-conditioned store and stay out of the smoke. But, you know, there's lots of people that can't. And there's, God, there's so many things that suck about the current climate state of affairs. (laughs) Climatological, is that a word? State of affairs. Like, I think Kate and I, my friend Kate from New Jersey, we talked about it the last time she was on this podcast, just how uh, batshit nuts it is that now there are wildfires, hundreds of wildfires in the U.S. and Canada every summer when it gets hot, July and August, and they just blanket the entire northern part of our country with wildfire smoke. And give it worse air quality than like the most polluted places on earth. You know, I'm thinking of like the biggest cities in India and China. Places with no environmental regulation. Like we get worse air quality during these wildfires just because of how rampant they are. Um, and, And like some of them are not even close. Like relative excuse me, relatively, when we get those Canadian wildfires, they're hundreds of miles away. And here in Seattle, we get the worst, I remember last summer, we had the worst air quality for like a weekend in the entire world. Worse than Beijing, China. Just absolutely awful. It pisses me off for a lot of reasons. (laughs) One of the main reasons, and the one I can't stop thinking about, is I grew up here in the Pacific Northwest. I grew up in Puget Sound. And I remember what it was like when I was a kid, even when I was a young adult. I remember before every summer turned into, you know, Mad Max, we would have like pleasant high 70s, maybe low 80s, mid 80s temperatures during july and august and that was it like it would not get hotter we barely saw 90 we sure as fuck didn't see anything in the hundreds on a regular basis uh or ever i i barely remember um any time that it was ever in the hundreds and i say that because i remember going to idaho to visit family one summer as a kid and when we got there it was like 103 um in the height of the summer and i was like this is the surface of the sun it's hell. <laughs> I want to go home where it's 75. And when you think about a uh, a city near the water, like Seattle is, literally right on the water, you think, oh, pleasant, you know, beach climate, which I'll give you this much, 10 months out of the year, maybe even 10 and a half, that's pretty true. It's temperate. We don't get awful storms. We don't get a lot of snow. It's a very, or I should say it has been, a very, like, temperate area. And I remember that as a kid, how awesome summers in Washington, in in Seattle, 
were in the Puget Sound area. And now, what do we get? Like, every year, we get temperatures that are guaranteed to be up in the 90s. We get heat bubble bullshit, like last summer, where we have temps in the hundreds in Puget Sound, which is fucking insane. We get people dying. We get people with no air conditioning because, for those of you who don't know, the Pacific Northwest has a long-standing history of not including air conditioning in new residential construction because it has never gotten this hot before. So we are literally now just cooking in our houses, in our apartments with no air conditioning. Some of us who are fortunate enough can buy portable air conditioners or window-mounted air conditioners, which I did. But, you know, not everybody's that fortunate. Not everybody's that well-off. So they're just sitting in their fucking shitty $1,800, $2,000 a month apartment, one-bedroom bullshit with no air conditioning on the fifth floor, letting everybody just cook. Like, sucks. <laughs> uh, all right. So getting back to the wildfire smoke, that's the first thing that pisses me off. The second thing, and, you know, thank goodness we're in a more like progressive area of the country and we'll get to that in a second the other thing that pisses me off is that like i said you have people that have to be out in the smoke working like doing their job all day yes maybe could take a break if they are fortunate enough to have a work vehicle with air conditioning that could filter this shit out but like there are people out there working 8 10 12 hours a day in the height of the summer in this bullshit ass smoke right and i just can't help but think like how unfair that is uh and i know you're probably saying like well life's not fair and it's not and there's no saying that it things have to be fair you know yeah sure but here's the thing like we got to this point through negligence and through greed and through I don't give a fuck about other people. Like, that's how we got to this point. Let's be clear. This climate situation, the earth getting hotter, our country, our part of the world getting hot enough that people die from the heat and from the air quality every summer, that to me, isn't something that should just be categorized under, oh, well, you know, things change. Things happen. You know, that's just life. That's the way the world goes. There are some things you could say for that, like, oh, you <laughs> you got cancer. Okay. Maybe that was going to happen regardless. That sucks. You're right. That's life. But, like, the climate issue is, like, we've been we've known this has been coming like as a species we've known hey things are changing it's probably our fault hey things are changing for the worse seems like it's probably our fault oh hey things are actively changing and people are being affected directly in a real way regularly and it's definitely our fault <laughs> like 
this could have been prevented and it wasn't. So now you have people like myself and and I, I let's be clear, I also count myself as one of the lucky ones who does have a nice work vehicle and who does work in a very liberal, like progressive area and who does work for an entity that, you know, follows pretty stringent regulations for air quality and, and heat and stuff like that. Now we work in an area where people like me and many, many, many less fortunate people just have to go out on a daily basis and fuck their lungs up for money, essentially. We're selling, you know, the hours of our life away in the worst possible, like, well, I don't want to say the worst possible. I'm not trying to be dramatic here. We're selling hours of our life away and very likely shortening our lives due to the exposure to fucking carcinogens, which we all know is what smoke is. Thank you, smoking research. <laughs> now we know that inhaling burnt fucking combustibles into your lungs shortens your life. Big surprise. So that's cool. Um, is is anybody like? I, I would I would love to hear opinions on this. Do I have listeners who are as upset as I am, or? Do I have listeners who are more like, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it now. And I guess for those people, I would agree to a certain extent. Like the things that we could immediately start doing now on the day-to-day are not going to affect the overall climate quickly. Like that research is clear. Even if we were to as a species drastically change our ways of existing literally overnight tomorrow, it would still take years and years and years for that shit to take a positive effect. So like to a certain extent, I get it. And the individual can't do a whole lot. As long as corporations and governments are literally like fisting the earth, like there's not a whole lot we can do about it except, you know, vote. (laughs) you know, write your representatives, you know, organize unions, baby, <laughs> for better conditions. But in the short term, I think what we can do is prioritize uh, worker safety. I think we can, as my current employer does, have an air quality um, safety plan in place. What do we do when air quality reaches certain uh, metrics like I'm sure it has this weekend when it gets real shitty. Um, and if you don't have that in your place of business, you should just FYI, you really should. Like, unless you're inside all day in an air conditioned building, which a lot of you probably are, a lot of people are, that's the safe situation. You know, while you're on company time, they're taking care of you in that sense. But for those of you who have to uh, travel, who have to be outside, who have to deliver stuff. Anytime you're on company time and you are not protected by environmental controls inside a building, there should be a plan in place. And I don't know if you could tell, but my <laughs> my union uh, organized labor, like working conditions has come side is coming out. <laughs> the chair of the safety committee. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> so hey, if that's something that interests you, that's actually a good a good uh, segue. If that's something that interests you, like organizing, organized labor, being a part of a union, or just improving your place of work, come talk to me. It's something I care a lot about. It's something I have been actively involved in for years at this point. So I have some experience and some some things we could talk about. So if you're interested, let me know. Damn, this is fun. I like ranting. <laughs> I need somebody here to rant with. <laughs> because I don't know about you guys, I always enjoy ranting to a captive audience. <laughs> I need somebody to sit here and just listen to me. <laughs> Uh, can you tell I'm white and straight and a male? <laughs> I want somebody to just sit here and listen to me pontificate. Um, where was I going? I don't even remember. Let's talk about something else now that I've gotten that off of my chest. I think one of the reasons I like this format of loosey-goosey talk about what comes up um, for an indeterminate amount of time is because it falls into what I would consider like the quote-unquote normal dude um, format, which may sound weird. Uh, what some of you have told me, and enough for it to be, to, to make me think this is kind of maybe a common opinion, what some of you have told me is that one of the things that you like the most about this podcast is that I talk about real, like, you know, difficult, hard-hitting, close-to-the-heart, um, just, you know dense topics i do talk about them but it's in a way that is very approachable it's from the stance of a normal dude which is why i called it the normal dude format like even in the description of this show i think i i do a good job of presenting it as hey i'm just you know you're neighborhood blue-collar philosopher. <laughs> and I hate to use... Maybe philosopher is a little too um, profound. <laughs> I don't really think that way of myself. But the, the point being, like, it's just a guy. It's your neighbor. It, I am your, your, your friend or your son or your brother or your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> right? And what I have heard from listeners is that it's it's one of the most approachable ways you could do stuff like this. And I think that's important to me because at the end of the day, what one of the things I want to accomplish with this podcast, which I hope I am doing, on a regular basis is normalizing the stuff that I'm talking about um, within my own circle, within my community. 
And hopefully, if this were to ever grow and get bigger, to normalize these topics within a larger community, within a larger chunk of our society. Um, I think that, well, I know that for myself, a lot of the topics, a lot of the conversations that I've had on this show have been about stuff that I, at some point in my life, didn't feel comfortable um, looking at or discussing or telling other people or admitting to myself. Like it's it's stuff that was bundled up in, you know, various defenses of masculinity or uh, shame or guilt or embarrassment or, you know, any number of just you know, negative emotion, uh, negative emotions that, uh, I would rather not experience. And as I think those of us who listen to this podcast probably know at this point is that that doesn't work right as an individual and as a community, as a society at large, not feeling your feelings because they're uncomfortable you know, just specifically the uncomfortable ones, that doesn't lead to a whole and healthy person. That doesn't lead to someone with like a psyche that you want to (laughs) delve into. Uh, Which now that I'm talking about it, it reminds me like as a side note, like how many of you have ever tried to get into a relationship or have been looking at, you know, just maybe dating in general and are looking at, you know, the people that you're interested in, whether you're gay or straight or ase- or not asexual, or maybe asexual, I don't know. No matter what you are, where you're looking at the, the group of humanity that you're interested in and being like, man, those people uh, in general, <laughs> they are scary. They're <laughs> scary to get involved with. And at least for me, excuse me, for me as a, a, a straight man, like I could definitely I can definitely see how my group the straight males <laughs> in this country in this area uh and probably across the world can be scary like we we have statistically the largest number of murderers <laughs> It's a scary population to want to date or to want to be friends with, right? Anyway, side note. So, yeah, it's just uh, an effort that I'm undertaking to normalize this stuff. And I was uh, face-to-face with some very real proof of that. Um in my own life, in my own, you know, small circle, um, recently with some friends. It was this past weekend. And I'm not going to name uh, individual names or individual uh, topics necessarily because I understand that people do appreciate a certain amount of privacy and I haven't asked to share any of this. Um, so you're just, you you already know who was there with me, but that's about it. Um But yeah, we were, you know, all of us are in our 30s. All of us are definitely what you would consider grown. 
and have, you know, crashed through a number of challenges in our lives, um, including in our childhoods, in our childhoods. And some of that stuff just started coming out um, in conversation. And, and as we all know, drinking helps a little bit with that, helps loosen the uh, lips, lube the gears, so to speak. And I felt really good about that for a number of reasons, but one of the primary ones being I feel like I uh, helped foster an environment that these people who I love, who are close to me, uh, could feel comfortable in. And it's not like we had, you know, it wasn't like a therapy session. There was not just tears <laughs> all over and you know hugs and i love yous there may have been some <laughs> but it wasn't all that it was just like it was a, an environment in which we all felt comfortable to talk about things that everybody feels that a lot of us deal with and you know as we should all come to know at some point having support in those feelings, in those moments from people that you love is like the number one thing for getting through them um, in, in a healthy way. Um, like this, this past weekend, it definitely felt like that. And topics got covered like death and grief and... Uh, the miracle of life and also how fucking crazy it is for somebody to um, in a in a year witness both the birth of a child and the death of a grandparent like just how that brings these brings things into like stark perspective like just super highlights how finite life is and how precious life is uh we talked about like uh the relationship between fathers and sons and how how critical that relationship is um for the son throughout his whole life and man everybody just had <laughs> had their moment um but it was like an environment of support and mutual uh respect and i like to think i had something to do with that so <laughs> um long story short that's one of the biggest things I hope that people get out of not only my work on this podcast, but the work that I have been trying to do on myself and for myself. I want to foster the environment of safety and respect and support that people, no matter 
who they are, man, woman, transgender, sexuality. I don't care. Like, I want everybody to feel as if they could um, be themselves and say the things that they struggle to say around me. Like, create that environment for my close relationships. And then hopefully at some point, um, further away. Hopefully that's, that's what I accomplish. I would love that. And I think that is actually a really nice way to segue into one other thing I wanted to talk about on this episode, um, which is, in my own words, giving a shit. Like, how important it is, how conducive it is to good relationship and just satisfaction in life and self-esteem. Like, it contributes to, to literally everything, giving a shit. Like, actually caring about yourself or the people around you or the people you claim to love or the thing that you do for work or your hobby like actually giving a shit about something improves it unequivocally (laughs) and i know that there are probably a lot of listeners out there right now who are like yeah no shit justice that's not new that that's been like a known thing for hundreds of years if not thousands but i i know i know that i just think it bears repeating how often do you see things in life just suck because nobody gives a shit how often do you go to work and it is awful because your boss doesn't give a shit or how often do you try to maintain a friendship or a friend group and it sucks because they don't give a shit as much as you do or you look around at the fucking smoke choking your home and realize it's because nobody gave a shit like it improves everything (laughs) if you just care if you just try and maybe if you don't really care about something maybe if you're not invested in something being good stay the fuck out (laughs) go away like get your grubby freaking diddlers out of the pie okay i don't want you there (laughs) if you don't give a shit because i the things i care about I don't want ruined by people who are phoning it in or have ulterior motives or whatever. I want to live in my childhood, you know, in my home, in my in the area that I grew up in. I want to live here without hating, you know, the month of August every year. I want to go to work and not be like, well, I got to deal with this bullshit again or, you know, Anything. Literally anything. You know what's sexy? Giving a shit. Let, let's let just leave it at that. Caring is sexy. 
moving on. To end this episode, I think I want to do a new segment that I'm tentatively going to call Things That I Like. (laughs) I don't know if that's going to stick. It's pretty generic. But uh, this is just what we're going with right now. Things That I Like. And there's a couple, so we're going to talk about them. And then hopefully next time I do an episode, we'll have different ones. And maybe in the grand scheme of things, I will uh, be able to shine the light on uh, things that I think deserve it. And y'all will um, help me support those things. So in this week, in this episode's segment of things that I like, uh, number one, podcasts that I'm digging right now podcasts that i am currently into there are a couple so i'm going to go through them real quick we don't need to go through like a deep dive of any of them there is a podcast called black box down and anybody that knows me knows that i am a huge like aviation buff i don't want to say nerd because i don't know like technical details of a lot of stuff Um, I'm not involved in the community in any real way other than like appreciating it and reading about it and uh, reading about it, listening to it from my house. (laughs) But, uh, it's been my whole life that I've been fascinated with, uh, airplanes and stuff. So this podcast, Black Box Down, is, uh, two guys who each episode choose an air related incident from history all the way up to recent history and they break down what happened and why and the aftermath of of the thing and so if you can imagine like in recent semi-recent history in 2020 boeing had two 737s um crash and it was determined that both crashed for the same reason it was that whole software issue that you might have heard about in the news. It made, you know, international news. It was a huge deal. Literally the entire 737 Max fleet was grounded by the FAA. It was huge. Um, so they they'll do an episode about that and talk about like the two crashes that happened, why, and as we just said, software issue, um, no training, hidden agendas, um, failed reporting by flight crews bunch of stuff they'll talk about the technical details and then they'll talk about the aftermath where the people did anybody survive where the people found if they died what was uh found to happen with the wreckage and then what kind of policy uh law rule changes regulation changes what came from the accident because as we should all know regulatory laws are written in blood and that is in the aviation industry that is in construction that is in uh electrical power generation transmission distribution everything that can kill you in at least in this country has regulations that were written because people died they were written in blood and i just think that is one of the most fascinating um areas of interest is 
you know, okay, well, obviously, we all know, I think we all know that statistically, air travel is very safe. It's statistically, you are more likely to die in your car any day of the year than flying on an airplane. So these incidents that do happen where things go wrong and things crash and things break and whatever, it's just a whole interesting chain of this went wrong, this went wrong, this person did that, this person didn't do that. I would highly recommend it. Black Box Down, check it out. I listen to it on Spotify is where I listen to all my podcasts, but I'm sure it's everywhere. Um, The other one we already talked about at the beginning of this episode it's the Monday Morning Podcast uh, by Bill Burr. And if you liked this episode of my podcast, you might like his podcast because it's it, this one I kind of modeled after his. So uh, check that one out too. Oh, I almost forgot. The third one I wanted to talk about was uh, Overheard at National Geographic. It is a short-form podcast put on by uh, National Geographic. Each episode is, I want to say, between 20 and 30 minutes. They're not super long. And it's interviews with people who have worked for or with, or currently work for or with, National Geographic. And some of the most interesting like adventures and experiences that you could ever imagine... Uh, are covered in this podcast and it's so well put together it's like some of the uh, most interesting people in the world talking about the things that they're passionate about um in regards to the world nature um, exploration animals the environment just some of the coolest conversations you could imagine for example one of the most recent ones i listened to was about the polynesian voyagers society i think i hope i'm not messing that up um but it was oh maybe it was the polynesian navigators society or something like that it's about the this organization based out of hawaii that builds historically accurate polynesian ocean going canoes and sails them as close to like in as close to a traditional way as possible with safety factored in of course um on these like weeks and months long journeys around the world and the the woman that they were interviewing primarily was just like the ultimate sailor badass so it's stuff like that um highly recommend overheard at national geographic and then moving on from podcasts um to round out things that I like, and to round out episode 55, I want to shout out uh, Nielsen's Pastries in Queen Anne. I just discovered this new bakery in, um, I want to say it's Upper Queen Anne here in Seattle. So good. (laughs) Not many people know this about me, but I have made it a habit slash hobby slash mission to in the course of my job where i have to be all over king county if i have to be all over seattle i make it a point to eat breakfast or lunch somewhere new on a regular basis 
and my two like passions my two uh, mainstays are trying to find new bakeries for breakfast and coffee and trying to find new sandwich places for lunch so nielsen's is in upper queen anne and is a very traditional like i can't remember exactly what they said their their like mo was but it's a very traditional bakery and obviously like people are giving a shit when they're baking these pastries because they were like definitely not the mass-produced sugary bullshit that you're going to find in any like grocery store bakery they were flaky and buttery and crispy and delicious and the coffee was really good and if you like to go and sit down in bakeries or coffee shops uh i'm sure this one would be right up your alley because it was like bookshelves and like little tables and couches and stuff real cozy and you know i was at work so i couldn't partake (laughs) of the environment as much i had to get my stuff and go but like definitely nielsen's add to your list if you're trying to find a, a delicious new bakery um somewhere to go eat uh go get breakfast highly recommended and i have literally dozens of recommendations so things i like if if you all enjoy this segment things i like will continue because <laughs> i have plenty to talk about uh okay how long have we been doing this? Oh, we're just shy of an hour. Perfect. So I'm going to wrap it up here. That was actually really fun. And I don't know if, if y'all could tell just from the energy on this end, but I enjoyed that a lot. So maybe that's something we do on a semi-regular basis. The rant <laughs> or, or the multiple rants. Just talking about things that I enjoy talking about. Uh, so thank you for listening as always i do appreciate it and i will never not appreciate my listeners because there's not a lot of you and the support that you have given me means a great deal so again thank you and on that note i will leave you here so until next time take care of yourselves out there and visit nielsen's and tell me what you think (laughs) 